Hi, guys, and welcome to our podcast, Healing Broken Married. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And today, I'm really excited about this topic. And once I tell you, you might be a little confused as to why. So today, we're going to be talking about triggers. And which sounds super exciting, right? (laughs) So if you don't know what triggers are, then you probably don't have them. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) In fact, I think a lot of people have triggers. They have no idea they have triggers. So they have no resolution to them. So the definition of trigger is something that evokes the memory of a traumatic experience setting off an intense negative emotional reaction. That's pretty intense. Is it always negative, though? Um, Sometimes I'll go through town and I'll smell the wood smoke and I know the barbecue guy's there. Oh, so So it's positive. Well, according to dictionary.com. It's always negative. (laughs) It's looked at more in a negative light. But for me, I think that triggers are mirrors of unresolved trauma buried deep within. And I think that when you experience trauma or a traumatic event, your brain starts to shift into survival mode. Like you're ready for battle or you're on high alert. And when you're triggered by something that happens, it can be hard to figure out which physical feelings are connected to which physical emotion because it just seems like a big jumbled up mess inside. And I'll just use this as an example for you guys. I'll just pull something from our own past history. So say I happen to see someone from Brian's past. Say it's someone that would be that would have a negative impact. And I'm immediately triggered, even though this is the past, even though he's a different man, etc. Um, all of the emotions from that time period can resurface. So, I mean, it feels like so much information is flooding this experience. It can become easy to doubt everything in my present. So all of the present things, like, like I was saying that Brian's a different man, that this is not, you know, the reality, all of the information from that trigger can flood that experience, making it so easy to doubt what is current. So all of these um, feelings of fear, feeling unsafe, discomfort, you know, all of the things, my head and emotions would tempt me to go back into survival mode just from that one trigger. And so triggers are definitely a real thing that I think a lot of people experience and don't even realize it. Yeah, triggers. It's definitely a tool of the enemy. It can be in so many different things as well. I mean, it could be something from your past, from your spouse's past, from your childhood. Um, It could be anything, even, even with your work, your finances, your health. I mean, I know one thing that triggers me. Sometimes I get a pain in my back and I think I'm getting another kidney stone. Oh, that's a good example, though. It's true. 
you get super fearful times yeah there's because i remember that day that was horrible and um you know when i just i go out and just work you know because my work's laboring you know and a lot of times we're carrying lumber or climbing up on top of the houses or what have you building and you know from time to time i'll have a discomfort or pain in my lower back like i experienced and it triggers fear and um you know like you said when you get triggered it can cause you to do things that you don't normally do like sometimes i'll quit drinking cokes because i'll think that i'm getting another kidney stone but you know it, it could be and that's just kind of a funny trigger you know that it's real it's funny now but uh back then it wasn't funny when i actually gone through that if anybody's had one they know how painful they can be but you know it's it could be financially um yeah there's there's, there's just so many things that trigger us and like you said when you're triggered like that and and fear creeps in we really have to dig deep and just, you know, almost go back to the basic pros and cons list, you know, of what's going on in our life that's positive. What is it that's really causing this? And, you know, dig up the root of it. Because a lot of times when we really think about something that triggered us, it's not legitimate. It's not real. It's like a smoke screen the enemy's using to try to make us scared. And it can literally run your entire day. Wait, did you just say scared? Scared. No, <laughs> scared. Um, but it can. It can It can literally run your entire day just over, you know, something that's triggered you from the past. It's hard to, you know, it is. It's hard to get through at times. It, it's hard because it, it feels like it's happening to you all over again, even though it's false. Those emotions, they just flood in. And you can tell. Like, I know traumas happen, unfortunately, and a lot of times triggers follow trauma like a close friend, but it is your responsibility to get curious about what is triggering you. Um, Cycling through hard emotions, not becoming them, and not reliving the trauma but realizing that you are amazing, you can do hard things, and that you will get through this. Well, we have, you know, we even have some friends that was in a really bad accident, and he was driving, and you've talked about it. I don't know if she's been healed of that trigger or fear yet, but for years, for years, she wouldn't allow him to drive. Anywhere they went, she would drive because she was triggered by that accident and fearful that if she allowed him to drive, they'd get into another bad accident. So, you know, it can be many things across the board. And everybody's triggers are different just because, you know, you have a trigger that some people might think is silly or not an issue. That don't mean that, you know, it's not legitimately. uh, I also want to say, I think. That I let me just say, I wish that people were a little kinder to one another because you don't know what someone else has walked through, and so you don't you, like how can people judge what triggers somebody? 
or you know how sometimes you hear people say, oh, you know, she's just triggered or he, or he's just triggered or whatever. And it's kind of said it in a way to mock or make fun. Right. And I think that's so unfortunate because it's, it's a really real thing. It's a legitimate thing. And even people that have served in wars, they come back with PTSD and there's, you know, things that trigger that from what they've experienced, these traumatic experiences. And so what people experience all across the board is different levels. And so I think that we should all be a little kinder to each other, um, especially, you know, those that have experienced trauma when they do have those triggers. Um, just be kind. You know what I mean? Because I know that life is about thriving, um, releasing pain, giving yourself permission to be human and forgive, forgive yourself because we are all imperfectly beautiful in God's eyes. So I feel like feeling triggered really isn't about someone rubbing you the wrong way especially if you have some trauma experiences, it can feel like you're experiencing the trauma all over again, at least the emotions part of it. And I know that God wants us to be made whole. He doesn't want us to function out of a place of triggers or being triggered. Yeah. And I've seen that, you know, people that are, that are triggered that, like you said, we need to be kinder to other people. And even our pastor's wife spoke on this just a week or so ago, a couple of weeks ago in a sermon, talking about a lady she worked with. And, you know, she's kind of harsh, this lady, not her pastor's wife, but the lady is. And she's just said she just wasn't one of those people that was real friendly with others. So, you know, I guess a lot of people kind of give her the cold children and you know, come to find out that she's been through a lot of trauma. So, you know, when our pastor's wife found out that, you know, she was able to understand more of this lady's emotions, you know, and she just needed somebody to be kind and to be, you know, loved. And I think, you know, we see that so many times these people are, they can be, these people that are hurting and triggered, they can be, they can be really mean and nasty people. And it's hard for the general person to talk to them and get that feeling of and you know emotion that comes from them, and then know how to react because then you want to kind of like it's like a dog biting a dog you want to bite back, and I think you know when you really you're kind and loving, that really speaks volumes to those people. And a lot of times that's when they're going to open up to you and break down, you know, and explain what they're going through and the, you know, the raw emotions that they're feeling because of, you know, something that's happened in their past. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all gone through things in our lives where, you know, it can cause us or even tempt us to want to snap at people because we're triggered by and a large majority of the time when you have a trigger response 
it's not even the other person. <laughs> it's something from the past that is unresolved that is coming out. It's surfacing. It's like saying, hey, I'm here. I want attention. I'm having some issues, you know? Look how many times, I mean, you've snapped at each other. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, you, we can't count them. We could never keep track of them. But, you know, I would snap at you, and you would snap at me, and, of course, through the years as things happened, but, you know, with all the infidelities and stuff, there was a lot of snapping back and forth, you know, and you would snap because you were hurt and what I'd done to hurt you. And then, of course, I would snap back with my own excuses of why I did things or, you know, how I felt through those time, times. But, you know, we just, once we finally realized, you know, the old saying hurt people, hurt, hurting people hurt people, you know, we was able to, was a lot, was that a lot able to resolve things a lot more than what we normally would. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm glad you brought that up because it's true. Hurt people do hurt people. When you see a person that's whole, you see a person that is, they have all their stuff, you know, healed. They're not so quick to just snap at people. They're way more compassionate because when you've walked through, you know, say traumas or um, betrayals and you've you know, allowed the Lord to heal you and you've gone through the counseling, you've gone through the therapy, you, you've done the work and you're walking in wholeness. You have a level of compassion for people that you probably wouldn't have had, had you not gone through those things. I mean, for me, um, I have a much bigger compassion for couples and women that have gone through hard things in their marriage. And I don't necessarily know that I would have before, you know? I wasn't compassionate before. I don't Not think I was all. either. But, you know, looking back now, even though I wasn't compassionate then, I'm very compassionate now. I mean, you know, like I see something, I just tear up or, you know, make comments. I just wish I could do this or I wish I could do that to help them. You know, sometimes you can. You know, God gave us the resources and tools. Um, and then sometimes you can't. But, uh, you know, it's just compassion. It's a huge thing for people. And it's, it's so hard for even the church. A lot of church people, you don't see a lot of compassion with, you know, people that walk through the doors that are hurting. You know, they, sometimes they want to judge them. Sometimes they want to judge them. Sometimes... You know, they just look down on them. You know, the church is not all, but some of them get their own little cliques, you know, or their little groups of people. And it shouldn't be like it. It should be like an emergency room. Somebody comes through that door, no matter what they're dressed in or how dirty they are. That You know, even physically or even spiritually, how dirty somebody is, you it doesn't matter. Right. They should you know? be willing to just grab them, pull them in start working on them, you know, and just help them, whatever they need. Oh, yeah. Well, it's God's love yeah. that brings people to change. I mean, have you ever experienced a harsh word or a harsh reaction that was like, I'm going to change because of that? It's usually love, kindness that actually makes people want to do better, that makes people 
want to be a better person, you know, um, it's the kindness of God that brings people to repentance, not the judgment of God or the harshness of God or, or, you know, the religiousness of God. It's none of those things. It's his love that once, you know, I mean, it makes you want to change. It makes you want to be like him. I think when you experience God's love and how just increasingly forgiving and merciful it is, it makes you want to be that. And I think the more of him that you have inside of you changes you to be more like him. It's, it's the pressing. It's like the, the wine press. You know, you do when you, when you want more of God and he fills you up. It's obviously going to press things out. You know, <clears throat> the things of the world, the things that don't mean anything, the, the things that aren't valuable to God or your relationship with God, they're going to get pressed out when he fills you up. And it's just, it's a process that just happens automatically. If you truly love God and you want that relationship with him and you want him to fill your life up, things are going to get pressed out on their own. And then there's one things that are going to get caught in the screen, you know, the, the, the things that get caught and you have to examine and you have to clean those out sometimes yourself. And, you know, God does that to us at times too. You know, there's just, we think we always went through this humongous change, which both of us did years ago, you know, eight, nine years ago. But even after that, there was things that God would deal with us. A lot of times that comes with just spending time with God. And the next thing you know, he talks to you and he's like, hey, I want you to get this out of your life too. You know, and it might be something that's just, it could be piddly things. It could be. Uh, an, uh, you know, an addiction that you don't really feel like it's an addiction. It could be, you know, watching a certain TV show that he could convict you like that shouldn't be. Maybe, you know, it's just a little bit worldly, more worldly than he would, you know, want you to watch. But and we've been through that. We've been through that with TV shows we used to watch. And, you know, God, God, he uh, dealt with us and we got rid of him. We, through many movies out, through many of our kids' movies out. And it's just part of the pressing. You know, like I said, when when you want more of God and you spend more time with him, he'll reveal those things to you. Yeah. And it just it just makes a relationship. When you do something like that, it just you can feel it automatically. I mean, I, I remember when we threw movies out and stuff, like when those hit the bottom of the trash can. It's like you just felt like a chain break off. Yeah, it was like a release. It wasn't like a sad moment. Like we were, oh no, we can't get rid of these. No, we were like, okay, good riddance. You know, like there wasn't any attachment to it. And it almost felt good to get it out. I know for me, um, you know, having, I, I didn't really realize that I was experiencing triggers in my life. I just was like, I can't get over this or, <laughs> or, you know, like, because when you experience a trigger from something of the past, it is a very intense emotional rush, very intense. And it almost feels like you've taken 1500 steps backwards because you're like, why am I reacting? 
connecting. <laughs> like what just happened? I just lost myself in that moment. And it, it can also be a very shaming moment because <clears throat> you feel like, what did I just do? I just flew off of the handle. I just went berserk. And I think it all stems back from there's something there that still needs to get some healing, which is not a shameful thing. If anything, like, thank goodness that trigger was there to tell you it needs healed or else it would be concealed only to pop up at another time. I really think triggers should be, they should be a, like a beacon. I mean, they should be a, a, um, how do I say this? A mark or a um, milestone. Each trigger should become a milestone because, like you said, if you didn't trigger, now it's different if you trigger and you you, you go into an emotional, really negative, like emotional spiral. But God, on His forefront, a trigger we should be able to mark as a milestone and be like, okay, this just triggered me, and why did it trigger me? And literally go in and research each time you're triggered and like dig up what, what caused that and research, you know, a little bit in your spirit and your soul. And just, it shouldn't, when we have triggers, they shouldn't, we, we can, we can turn that around on the enemy and use that for our own good. Anytime he wants to trigger us and cause us to have an emotional negative experience out of it, we can turn around and be like, okay, this just triggered me. Why did it trigger me? Is it legitimately a trigger right now? Because more likely it's something from your past. And if it isn't something at the present, then how do we deal with that? How do we heal from the past? But we can turn that trigger into, into a positive thing. Yeah, I think that like when you're in the middle of a trigger moment, pausing can be a skill. <laughs> You can respond to the situation. I think, especially, this is one thing that you've taught me, is when I've had a trigger come up and you can see me kind of spiraling in my mind, um, respond to the situation with truth. Like, I am safe. I can, do, I can do hard things. And speak into the situation or the trigger. Don't just let it be a one-way conversation which I think for me, that's a lot of times that's what happened is I would just allow the trigger to take me down the rabbit hole of just, and then at the end of it, you just feel so shamed. And I think talking through that situation, talk to yourself, I'm safe. I'm okay. This isn't still happening. And, but also being kind to yourself. You know, I'm sorry that this did happen to you, but right now, it's not. Right now, you're okay. Right now, you're safe and you're loved and you're beautiful and just all of the things. And I think that it's, it is really important to not just let that trigger run wild with you, but pausing, which I think can be very, very valuable, learning to pause and then start to speak. What is the truth in the middle of this trigger, not saying what happened to you didn't happen, 
but usually triggers from something that has already occurred. I think that um, many people deal with triggers in their lives, some much more severe than others. And that's why I think this topic is so important that I wanted to, I'm bringing back on Dr. Ali Boutros for the clinical side of triggers, but I also wanted to bring on a special guest who is going to help people in the area of inner healing, which is so important. I think you really need to have the two. You need to have the psychological part that works on the brain component, but I think you also need to have the inner healing the deliverance component that works on the spirit and the soul. And um, I really want to not just talk to you guys about these important topics because I know there's, we've, we've covered a lot. You know, we've talked about betrayal. We've talked about trauma. We're talking about triggers and I just want to talk about these things, but I want to bring on some people, some professionals, some experts to help point you in positive directions in your own lives. So this podcast is not just to tell you our story, but to offer you another alternative and point you in a new direction. That's our goal. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with your friends as we pursue healthy marriages everywhere. Until next time. We bless bless you. you.